Welcome to Coffee with Congress, a new podcast by the Veterans Education Project, where we truly get to know members of Congress and key government officials. Every episode, we ask questions that have absolutely nothing to do with politics, policy, or legislation. Yeah, you know, nothing to do with their actual jobs. So instead, we focus on getting to know the real person behind the office. On this episode, we met with Jack Bergman. He's a retired United States Marine Corps Lieutenant General, and he represents Michigan's 1st District. Listen in now as we speak with him in his D.C. office. Uh, Sir, so you're with the uh, Michigan's 1st District, the Fighting First. And uh, being uh, from the fighting first, as we all know, you, uh, you represent the Republican Party uh, this time around. I mean, probably for the near future, yep. uh, foreseeable future, I should say. Um, part of the Republican Party, the elephant, is the regal mascot of the Republican Party. So my question is to you, my first question of this whole thing, if someone gave you an elephant and you couldn't get rid of it, what would you do with this elephant? Oh, that's easy. Oh, good. <laughs> that is so easy. <laughs> Because elephants are like a workhorse. Right. I would harness them. I'd be logging with them. I'd be getting them to do all the work on my yard. I'd, I'd even teach them how to plow snow. I love it. <laughs> love it. I would love to see the elephant plowing the company. Elephant yeah, plowing because see, an snow. elephant, because you can plow snow one of two ways. You can push it or you can pull it. So I could take that elephant's trunk. He could be like a front loader. Right. And lift it off. Right. And then he could pull behind him a plow. Hey, we're done, man. That's it. That's a genius. So you turn this elephant uh, problem into uh, a business opportunity. It's a little tougher to do that with an ass, though. (laughs) That's true. That's a very good point. Another advantage that the Republican Party has is a a better mascot, or more utility mascot. All right, so uh, Michigan has a um, a lot of delicious foods that are unique to Michigan, Uh, or Michiganian foods, maybe? I'm not really sure. There's no such thing as a Michiganian. What's the word? There's the debate is are you uh, a Michiganian or a Michigander? A Michigander or a Michiganian? And it's it's uh, most people will say Michigander. Michigander. All right. So there's some delicious Michigander foods. Well, and there is, and and of course one of the staples of the UP where I'm from is pasties. I was going to ask you about what is a pasty. Yeah. Pasty is a is a. Food in a, in a pastry crust that was created for the miners back in the 1800s. Mm. They're, Does they're, it glow in the dark? Uh, and, uh, hopefully not. Okay. okay. Hope, not not on purpose. Right. Right. <laughs> not on purpose. But the, but the miners would go down to into the mine in the morning with this pasty that had been heated in the oven, wrapped in like a cheesecloth. They'd put it in their coat or trouser pocket because they didn't come out of the mine. Right. For lunch, mm. and they would eat it. Eat it down there, and that was what it is. But the point is, the question to know about pasties is, do you eat it with ketchup or gravy? Oh, That's the definitive. So tell me the answer. Well, my personal preference is ketchup. Ketchup, all right. But I found just last month at one of our pasty places, They've got a spicy ketchup that's kind of like Ooh. a combination between ketchup and Tabasco. Ooh. Now that really fires a pasty up. Mm. <laughs> Is there anywhere, you know, we're in D.C. right now in your D.C. office. Is there anywhere in D.C. to get a good pasty? I have not found a pasty yet in D.C. A lot of times we bring them in because you freeze them and you, we buy them by the gross. <laughs> And, and and bring them in. And so uh, next time we have a meeting with you, I think we'll just have a we'll, we'll have, have a pasty, pasty party. Oh, got a pasty party. A pasty party. Just remember, <laughs> a pasty is something you eat. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I definitely was pronouncing it incorrectly, so I'm glad you got that's, there before I did. That's very. Because I said, man, that's yeah. an interesting word to use. Yes, uh, that's right. Um, that's so right. all right, so if you had to pick between a pasty 
some famous Michigan fudge, or some Traverse City cherries? Who are you going with? First of all, I'm going to correct you. Okay. Oh, please do. Not Traverse. Oh, thank you. Traverse. Traverse. Traverse is the Chevy car. Ah. Okay, Traverse and you Traverse cherries. Michigan, mm -hmm. but you stop in Traverse City. Got it. Okay. Cherries. <laughs> Fun with it. words. I love it. So... What I would, what was the first one again? The fudge, you your fudge? I got the fudge and the, the cherries. And the pasty. Okay, well, first of all, I eat them all. <laughs> I eat the pasty first. Right. And then a fine dark chocolate nut cherry fudge. fudge. Oh, that you can find combine the together. two. Combine them. Genius. But yeah. Genius. Yeah, I mean, that is. Full of and, uh, and by the way, that's I'm not, getting hungry, that's actually. not just for breakfast anymore. <laughs> you can have that all day long. That's right. I, uh, I learned a lot about those cherries. I worked at an ice cream shop called Kilwins, which I think. I know, I know the, I know I the owners. Yes, I was going to say, I believe it's from where you're coming it from. It is, from out of Petoskey. That's right. And, uh, and we had the, uh, uh, the cherry ice cream at one oh, yeah. point. Oh. And it's amazing. I'm starting to salivate. Uh, so is everybody else in the room that's here. Right. I'm going to go have to get an emergency fix of Kilwins. Oh, man, I, can, I, I know the owners locally. So, you know, what will set you up. Yeah. So, um, I think one of the things that uh, we'd love to really know is when the word successful is is spoken, when I say successful, who's the first person that comes to mind and why? That, that's a, an interesting question, a tough one, because I've had, I've been blessed to have so many good mentors, mm -hmm. and most of my mentors early on were World War II and Korea vets. Wow. They were my, my teachers, my coaches, my pastor, mm. Um, my Boy Scout uh, troop leader. Hey. Um, so successful to me means someone who perseveres, who never quits, whether it be an individual or an entity. I'm fiercely proud of my military service, no matter what your service, because we are successful because we never quit and we fight for one another, not for ourselves. That's what success means to me, never quitting. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And I'm, I'm going to roll into one other question. Um, so if you could put one quote on a billboard in Times Square for the world to see, what would it say and why? One quote, very simple. Never quit. Love it. I like it. I like it. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So Motown. Mm -hmm. Michigan. Got a lot of famous music from there. Mm -hmm. I assume everyone from Mission, Michigan has great musical taste. So when it's time for you to get into the dancing mood, what song are you putting on? <laughs> well, uh, there's, there's different kinds of dancing. And, yeah. and, and, and the point is, when my youngest daughter got married, uh -huh. oh, this uh, is great. That's her great. choice choose? was My Girl. My girl. Oh, so nice. we did our dad and daughter dance. Okay. Nice. Okay. Like Sam and Dave, hold on, I'm coming. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One of my favorites in college, you know. Uh, and something uh, Aretha, four tops, you know. Um, that's what I'm going to put on. All right. I love it. I love it. Of course, great. I might have had a, I might have had a warm up cocktail. Okay. Oh, 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 just oh, just oh. just to get <laughs> the legs the legs up. moving. Got to yeah. get that. Got to get that. Got to get that. Got to get that mojo going. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. So, um, 
I want to talk about some. What, what's a TV show that you love that you just keep going back to? You know, man, if it's on reruns on, you'll you'll you know I'm gonna watch this episode. I love this. What, what's a TV show you just love? Uh, there's a couple that I will always. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Okay. If I want to laugh at the simplicity of life, yeah. uh, the Andy Griffith show with oh, nice. Barney Fife. Yes. You know that's one. Um, currently, mm. I I really gotten into Blackish. Oh, all right. I really love their humor. It's a good show. You know, Archie <laughs> Bunker back in yeah. the there. Uh, I like irreverent humor. <laughs> Because that's that's what we had in the military. We would bust each other's chops all the time, and that irreverence is what it keeps us edgy, keeps us laughing. But as you know, when the shit hits the fan, Mm. all of that stops, and we focus on the mission. Roger that. I I I like that. So all right, so let's like blackish then. Yeah. What character in Blackish? You know, you oh, love I, the, this character. The dad. But you know that if he were in real life, you would he'd be insufferable. You wouldn't want to be around this guy. Oh, oh, insufferable. Which uh, one? Which, which one? character? <laughs> I don't know. I, I really love the grandma. Okay. <laughs> I want to be around her all the time. You do. Okay. I want to love. It. I want to be around her. I don't know if I found any insufferable. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne, the grandpa, maybe right. drive me a little crazy. Yeah. But he's, you know. But these guys own endearing things you love, you yeah, love about them. Yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. So, what advice would you give your 20 year old self right now? Um, think longer term when you can. Elaborate on that a little bit. When we're 20, we think we know everything. Um, sometimes we can, if depending on what our personality is, we could view the world uh, as a glass half empty when it's really a glass half full. Because, um, and if a glass is half empty, we realize that there are different ways to fill it, to back, to get the half full, okay? So it's, um, and it's said a different way, I'm an optimist. And I can, if there's a pile of manure, I can, I know there's a pony <laughs> somewhere close. <laughs> and I say that seriously. So I don't, um, don't let life get you down. And uh, remember, as I tell young boys and girls, and I, there are boys and girls at this point who are about to go to boot camp. So there's only one thing you have to be concerned about. And that is, if you look and the clock has stopped. Because other than that, whatever you're experiencing in boot camp, the clock moves on. Mm-hmm. This training evolution will be over. Just get through it. Do your best. You're here, you're here to fail. You're here to fail early, fail often, fail small. So when, when it's time and the game is on the line and the mission is on the line, you don't fail because you failed early on in training. Okay. What does that beeping mean? That beeping means... Uh, all now the senators will wake up from their afternoon nap. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what that means. All right. Okay. Okay, yeah. I don't know why it beeps here in the house, because we, we work all the time. So that beeping is only is strictly for the Senate only. Yeah, that's 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 the legislative that means the floor is open. Yeah. Means the floor is we, open. We, we've we've opened up there's different sequences of bells. This is they used this was the system prior to the internet. Right. 
uh, that they, they listen, okay, now we're going to vote. The votes have been called, or now debate is open. You know, that's right. Gotcha. So it was, a, it was like, in, for those in the Navy, it was the belt system, you know, on the ship's, ship's belts. Right. Well, it was cool to explain that since we just had that app come in all of a sudden. Um, all right, so I got a couple uh, Michigan uh, questions again. I think about some things that are local to Michigan. Can you get those pictures pulled up for me? Yes. All right, so first I'm going to start with... Uh, Cause you're 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 a trained you know military man. I mean, we I, th I think you got when 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 uh, trouble finds you. I think that you would have some good uh, a, a way to respond. So I, I actually think he's kind of a badass. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think this, so this question's going to be difficult for him. So I, I mean, you're a three star. You know, in the mm -hmm. Marine Corps, you're a helicopter pilot. You've done so many badass things. So I think what all of our audience will want to know is. Um, of the state flowers of Michigan, which one do you associate yourself most with? The dwarf lake iris, that would be the purple one here, mm -hmm. or the ferocious apple blossom, that's the pink and white one there. Which mm -hmm. one is more, you know, uh, screams? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as a Marine, you either yeah. shoot it or eat it. Right. In some cases, you should do both, so I think I'd go with the apple. The apple, <laughs> great, great answer, great answer. And, in, and then similarly, in the same vein, let's say you're hiking in the Upper Peninsula. Okay. Um, did you call it the UP earlier? It's the UP. The UP. If you're hiking in the UP and you come across one of three animals, tell me which one you would least want to come across. Okay. Three Coug animals. Cougar, bear, or moose? Cougar. Yeah. Bear. Or the moose. Moose. Which one are you most afraid of? You don't want to see this one come across the, the path. Um... I would suggest to you, in most cases, it would be the moose. The moose, okay. Okay. That one is the scariest to me. Why, why is this one? Um, <laughs> moose are, are more likely to go from zero to crazy mm. quickly because they're not a predator, okay? The bear, and especially cougars, are. I mean, right. they, they look and assess differently. Right. Uh, they, they're, so they're slow to they're going, oh, this, this guy's not a threat. They'll just kind of move on unless you've done something. Right. The moose, not so much. Their instincts are different. So let's say the moose has gone from zero to 60. Yeah. You can choose one item in this room to help defend yourself. What are you choosing? Has to be an item in this room. In this room. <clears throat> what are you, what are you, what are you Oh, he's got, he knows. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's going to get. He's walking towards his desk. He's getting behind his desk to open the door. Oh, opening his... Oh, oh, he's got a he nice has, knife. Oh, he has a nice knife. Well, I'm just say, ready. You could use a shave. Right. You could shave. <laughs> All right, all right. So okay. you, I like that he knew exactly where to go. If a moose stormed in this office right now, the congressman knows exactly what to do. Okay, so on that note, uh, would you say a group of moose would be a meese? Meese? A meese of moose? Are, are moose? Mooses. Moose, moosen, or meeses? It's moose. It's like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Mm -hmm. You know, Bullwinkle was a moose, Rocky was a squirrel. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. Rocky. <laughs> Okay, but, but what is the worst advice that you see being dispensed in your field as a politician? Yeah, the worst advice is to go with your gut mm. huh. to a new person because your gut is only as good as its experience. So until you've built your relationships here in Congress, as a new guy coming in here, my number one goal 
coming in here that I could control was to meet people, Democrats, Republicans, new, old. So to go with your gut when I'm just meeting you the first time, I don't know you. My gut is totally unrefined when it comes to dealing with you. So I think that's, that's the worst advice. That's really insightful. I think that's, uh, that's really good. Um, so kind of, that, that, that takes some observation and some experience. So the follow-on question is, what have you changed your mind on in the last few years and why? I'm a believer in education, deep believer. My, my dad had an 11th grade education. My mom had an 8th grade education. I was not only the first person in my family to go to college, I was the first person in my family to graduate from high school. Mm. So the commitment of my parents to education for their children, because they believed, my dad was a World War II vet, came back, and you know, small town folks, just they wanted their son and daughter to go to high school, and if they chose to go to college, and both my sister and I did. But the point of that is, I, I believe our education system, to too large an extent, is failing our future generations mm -hmm. when it comes to preparing them as 18-year-olds for the next first step after high school. Mm -hmm. what, whatever, and that next step is a choice for that young boy or girl. Do I want to go to college? Do I want to go to tech school? Do I want to go to the military? Do I want to go in the workforce? Anything but sit at home on my, my parents' couch, right? Get out and get living life. Right. So, and, and my youngest daughter is a career elementary teacher. Mm. And so I, uh, she's, she's exactly the kind of teacher you want for your kids because she cares passionately about the kids. She's, she's going she's gonna to hold them accountable for results mm. and she doesn't take any crap from parents, okay? I just, I have no idea where she got that. <laughs> but, but the idea is that we can do better at preparing our 18-year-olds our to, to take the next first step to becoming confident, performing, functional adults. So that's a, that's a change you thought that the country was doing a good job before, and now you've changed things that we're not doing. I think we're not doing. I think we were. I think we were doing better when when I was in high school, mm -hmm. and to an extent, even when our kids, my kids, were were in school. Mm. But I think we've lost something. And if we hadn't lost something, why would there be so many parents? seeking school choice right if the pub and i was a product of the public That's school system point. we had great remember when i said on the front end my mentors yeah. my teachers my coaches all world war ii and korea vets by and large right you know um but i think that's that's a disappointment that i have that i know as a country can do better because what we are doing and in investing in edu good education for our kids, we're preparing the next generations as they step into the roles that mm -hmm. I'm in today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, okay, so I told you I had some hot button topics for you. Sure. So here we go. Piping hot. <laughs> you gotta choose a side. You can't, I don't wanna hear both. I don't wanna hear that, you gotta pick. Camaro or Mustang? Scott, Chevy or Ford? As I'll think of a, a time long past, and boy, it was Mustang really. Yeah. <laughs> 
My, my dad raised me, born and raised Mustang as well. So is that a blonde or a brunette? That would have been uh, <laughs> kind of. That would have been their third sister. Uh, the red okay. All right, I've got some rapid fire questions, uh, and then we have uh, one more uh, one more question uh, or two that Steve's going to kind of end us off on. All right, so these are rapid fire answers. We're just going to go from one to the other. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Cowboy or professional baseball player? Ooh, ooh. What position? Um, second base. Nice. Close friends, do they have a nickname for you? And if so, what is it? No. No nicknames. Okay, in a wrestling match, Batman, Superman, who wins? Well, Batman. Ooh. Now, what if Batman was wrestling Mighty Mouse? Batman. Yeah. Yeah. You can't beat Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I think that kind of... uh, I got got one more. I got another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you've... You, I mean, you have an illustrious career in lots of different industries. You've risen to the top of your industry m- multiple times. Uh, looking over and, and, and researching you was very interesting for me. Like, man, what can this guy not be successful in? Um, I don't mean to, toot the, to blow smoke up, but, but uh, that's, that is the, the, what I came away with. So here's my question. You've definitely caught out sick when you weren't. So tell me about the time you caught out sick, you weren't. What'd you do that day? <laughs> I, I can tell you when I called in sick, and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was fishing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. In uh, which lake? Or you want to you in a, a, a stream? No, it was. Um, let's put it this way: it was trout season. All right, all right, all right. fair enough. I like it. Well. Um, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for your time. And uh, the whole uh, concept is, is we, we don't get into policy or politics, but uh, you've successfully run the gauntlet. So we want to give you an opportunity to, uh, to, to kind of speak on uh, anything that you want, uh, specifically to uh, service members and uh, the National Guard or, or, uh, or, or your experiences in the military. Well, uh, number one, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, and number two, I'd like to talk to the guardsmen and reservists, but especially the guardsmen since we're talking about your organization here first, that um, your willingness to serve and to go above and beyond uh, is, is what made our country what it is today. Because when you think about the original militias, you dropped the plow and picked up the musket. Mm. That's where the guard started. Citizen okay. soldier. And when you think about, and here's my kind of slight serious but tongue-in-cheek advice to guardsmen, especially if you're married and you have a civilian job, you know that at any given day you're going to have at least two people mad at you because you can only be one place at one time. So if you're at guard duty, know your spouse and your civilian employer might be wondering where you were and vice versa. So the point is to be successful in that endeavor it's a balancing act for you. So do everything you can to make sure that you perform, whether it be as a civilian employee, as your guardsman, or you know, as, as a spouse, to make sure that the people who associate with you in those three arenas are glad to have you on their team. And that takes work. And where the sooner you make life not about you and about others, it's amazing what you can accomplish and it's amazing the people that will come out of the woodwork to help you. And the, the sense of pride that I have today in our country, now in a suit, as opposed to a uniform, 
was instilled in me through my decades uh, of service. Because this, I just view this as service in a suit as opposed to service in a uniform. And uh, just to say, to end it on a, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, a, it's not, it's serious, but I try to inject humor where I can because we, when we can get people laughing, we can get more conversation going yes. and relax tense yes. moments because you, you build up, you're in a discussion and you can get tense and then you can drop it, you know, drop it down and get more. But um, my experience is probably much like yours uh, in a, a combat zone. Sometimes levity is the best medicine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It just um, use, use your sense of humor uh, wherever you can, and never, never forget to tell someone thank you. Always take an opportunity to give someone a hug, whether it's a physical hug or a verbal hug, and, and t tell them how much you care. Uh, and, uh, and don't be shy about that. And remember, we're all here by God's grace. Oh. I like it. Oh, thank you, sir. My I pleasure. appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, oh well done. Congressman Bergman was a lot of fun. Great getting to know him and how to use an elephant to our advantage. Subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, we are everywhere. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Remember, the Veterans Education Project is always breaching possibilities.